Poop City isn't a place. It's the mediocrity of the American experience. From the perspective of two leftists reading the news, my name is Stephen. And my name is Charles. And our show is called Escape from Poop City. Let's talk about the escapes. Okay, well, if things get too heavy or we get too angry, we can trigger an escape. Which prompts a thought experiment. Like, what is the most Gwyneth Paltrow thing about you? And the most you thing about Gwyneth Paltrow? Or decide on the Mortal Kombat finishing moves of the characters from Shrek. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your pods. You know you want to. Who's holding you back? Do it. Do it. Do it. So, my... Now, kind of not, super not timely question is now being further not timely because Tim's not here and I really want to talk to I him. I appreciate you that. continuing to kick this can down the road <laughs> instead of just biting the bullet and asking the question. Well, so I I mean, it, I, you unless, don't it's really like, unless the question was like, Tim, how was your week this week, March 30th, 2023? Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> curious as to what the, what the holdup is. Welcome to Bros A. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my pros. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, is Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And sadly, we are still missing Tim Hansen, but we reached around our couch cushions and found ourselves a very special guest pro seated to my immediate left. He is former winner of Guest of the Year here on the Brose Podcast back in the year of our Lord 2019. <laughs> and, and most importantly, lead singer, primary songwriter, and person whose name is on the band of Alex Casnell and the Board of Directors, Mr. Alex Casnell. Yay! Yay! Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming <laughs> nine, ten hours across <laughs> state lines for the Brose Podcast. Drove here all the way from Cincinnati just mm-hmm. to do the Brose Podcast. <laughs> Tim, <laughs> Tim let us know that he was he's going to be out of town, and so I called Alex up and said, "Where are you at?" And uh, he quit his job, drove <laughs> nine hours across uh, you know Ohio into Pennsylvania, and uh, and here he is doing Brose. Yeah. And Meanwhile, it's... the actual hosts of the show who are borderline walking distance from your house are at home. That's right. <laughs> You're not allowed. <laughs> Not allowed. Sorry. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. Pretty good. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. there was a fire on my block today, so can't complain. So wait a minute. <laughs> so real quick. So so before the show, Rich let us know that his living room had flooded, yep. and there was a fire on your block as well. well T- take yeah. us through that. Where What happened with the fire? Uh, so there was, uh, somebody down the street from, uh, it's, it wasn't even on my, it was on my street, not my block. It's down, down the street. Uh, I live in row homes and one Mm. of the row homes, it was actually a middle row home, uh, caught fire. Uh, apparently a little kid about 10 years old or so was left home alone and decided that they Mm. wanted to cook themselves lunch. Mm. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Everyone's fine. So. It's good. What was he making? Take us through it. I don't. I. I. I don't know. I don't know what he was making. <laughs> I couldn't ask. Him. I was going to see if it was him. worth the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because if he's like, if he's like, oh, I'm gonna make some grilled chicken. I'm like, all right, I can get behind that. Like, if he's just like, oh, I'm, I was heating up soup or something like that, and I just let you know. <laughs> how long do you put the soup on for? Forty five minutes. Sure. Like then, <laughs> yeah, then yeah. I'm, I'm a little less sold. It was Cheerios. Cheerios. Yeah. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. It was, yeah. It's like chicken salad. Uh, yeah. So I'm sorry about the fire. I'm sorry about the flooding in your in your well, house. Uh, no, that's, did you consider killing? Did you consider 
know, killing two birds with one stone, fishing the water out of your living room just, and using it to put out the fire. Yeah. I, I you know, just a more, most effective use of resources. I, I actually went to the fire department as they were whipping down. I'm like, I've got a lot of water in here if you need <laughs> to use it. They're like, like, they're like don't gunning it for this hydrant. house. You're like, wait, I can help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't connect to the hydrant. I got you, boo. <laughs> they actually were about to hook into the hydrant. You slap the hose out of the way. Like, no. <laughs> and and no. what I had to actually do is like put the 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 uh, the hose in my flooded house and get that vortex go like that that suck cyclone vortex in. So you I got was, a plunger. You were siphoning. You were just on the other so side. I had to siphon it out first. So <laughs> it would then the start. There you the go. Fire, the fire yeah. Hose. Yeah. News the next day. Strange local hero saves the day and disturbs others by. <laughs> Welcome to the award-winning Rose podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Now, here's the deal, guys. I left the bell upstairs. We're recording downstairs here at uh, Shea Casnell. And so the bell is upstairs. So, Alex, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to say the premise of our show. And when I'm done with that, I need you to make your most convincing bell dinging sound can you handle that i got it all right you're a musician so i figure this is this is right up your alley can you handle that i can get on it rich and sean i should have confirmed with you guys are you guys okay with me Mm -hmm. delegating this responsibility out to the guest i think he can handle it yeah yeah all right okay so uh we'll do that then um okay so i'm gonna say the premise of our show and then when i do that then just the the dinging thing we just we just went over it so we got it all right uh the premise of our show dong oh man (laughs) Fuck. All right, so guys, okay, guys, stop recording. We're gonna have to do that whole spiel, the whole anecdote about the fire again, and we'll, we'll start over. And we got to keep uh, our energy the... level just as high. Yeah, yeah, word for word. If anyone, if we get any of it wrong, we gotta do it a third time, again and again and again until it's perfect. The premise of our show is that we answer questions from us, us, the four of us, the three of us, the two of us. Sometimes it's, it's, it's sometimes just two of us. It's never been just two of us, but. We bring questions to the show uh, that we want our bros to consider, but we also take questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything. It could be about current events, pop culture, politics, what have you. We want your questions as well. So email them to brosequestions at gmail.com if you want your question answered on the air. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first of all, we've got to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Sean O'Brien, I'm going to start with you. What do you have uh, on the in the glass this evening? Uh, I'm drinking Summer in a Bottle. Uh, it's a wine, it's a rosé, I guess, from Cote de Provence, it's 2022, and I think it might be okay, but I put it in the freezer before, so it's, like, really, really cold, so it's, like, you know, when you, you like, freeze, freeze liquor, it just doesn't taste like anything, so it doesn't taste like anything, except for alcohol, so hopefully, Mm -hmm. next episode, I'll have a decent idea of what I'm working with, as opposed to just, brought back to room temperature, yeah, yeah. So is this just like a flash freeze? Like it was just a room temperature already and you're like, ah, I need to get at least a little bit cold? Yeah. All right. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Rich, are you drinking this evening? Uh, no. So uh, my doctor's appointment was supposed to be yesterday, but the doctor is actually on vacation, so it's not until mm. next week. Uh, so uh. hopefully starting next session, I should get the okay from the doctor to drink. Um, but over all of this, I have now at this point lost almost 40 pounds. So hey! I think I'm doing something good. Mazel tov. I'm almost mm-hmm. under 300 for the first time since I was like 18. Out of way. Hell yeah, man. That's it's, great. It's, it's positive. It's silver linings. Silver yeah. linings. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I have no now, fun, Alex, but I lose all the weight. 
<laughs> now, you are also not drinking. I am not. No, Alex is uh, Alex is converted to teetotalism uh, mm-hmm. since the last time he was on Brose Podcast, like four years ago. <laughs> uh, so he's living a healthy lifestyle, and I, and I can respect that. Uh, and you've rubbed off of me uh, in a lot of ways, but not in this way, because <laughs> I am drinking uh, Joyful Heart Wine. Now, I started drinking this several months ago uh, accidentally, because I thought I was going to be drinking it uh, at the same time that a lot of you will be drinking it because I also gave you a bottle of Joyful Heart uh, as a Christmas gift. However, uh, I forgot and I started <laughs> drinking it before I gave you guys the bottles. And so I just had this half drank bottle of Joyful Heart Red Blend in my freezer for the last couple of months. Joyful Heart's very good. Uh, unfortunately, again, it has succumbed to fridge. I'm glad I'm glad you like it. So Sean had the, the white blend. Sean and Rich both got the white blend. And I've got a bottle of Red Blend sitting here for Tim Hansen uh, at some point in the near future, <laughs> maybe by Christmas 2023. I'll be able to get that to Tim, but uh, the red wine blend is really good, and uh, they donate a portion to, uh, I believe it's food banks that they donate a portion of each of their the bottle sales to, so very good red wine blend, uh, and uh, apparently, according to Sean, very good white wine blend mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Now, who's got a question? Brosequestions at gmail.com if you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air, but uh, who amongst the bros has a question you'd like to start us off with? Tim Hansen in absentia, uh, he's, he's traveling with, with family this weekend, but he did uh, send us some questions. You guys want to start with one of those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go for that. All right, all right. Let's queue up a Tim Hansen question, the executive of the show. Uh, let's do this one. Have you ever stumbled across anything recently you thought was relatively new and out- wound up being much older? Uh, in parentheses, he found a song uh, that he loved that he thought was newer, but it was actually from 2008. So, have you ever stumbled across anything recently you thought was relatively new, but it wound up being a lot older than you thought? Hmm. There are dating jokes to be made here, but I don't know if we are... I think, I think we might be beyond that. Hmm. That's, that's, a, that's a good question. Because I, I can remember back in the day when I was in high school, I would always like... To find like a song that I was like, oh, there's this new song from Yellow Card or this new song from so and so that like I didn't listen to the radio. I was getting all of it from like MTV type of like channels and all the music video channels. And so they would premiere it as a new song, but it also actually only be like a year old. So like to me, I'm like, oh, this this new song from Yellow Card is awesome. It's like that came out on their album a year ago. And I'm like, well, I just heard it. Um, so there's always things like that, but I can't remember any like specifics. Hey, TV, TV, TV or movies would probably be tricky because generally, Mm -hmm. I mean, with all, with all media, I think you can sort of see or hear its age a little bit, but I think it's a little bit more obvious on the visual arts, whereas music, like you can kind of be like, Oh, that's a little bit weird. Like I'm trying to think of a good example. Like I remember I, it was a, I hadn't heard that song, um, my own worst enemy by lit until I was like. 17 or 18 I, somehow i missed it and i thought it was like relatively new i'm like oh this song's like 10 years old never mind so that might that might be mine alex do you have any anything that's coming to mind i don't have anything that I, I recently discovered thinking that it was new and then realized that it was old i have a lot of like there was a 
there, there are a lot of things that I've been aware of for a long time, but are new to me now. Like I just started listening to um, Suffer by Bad Religion mm. uh, this week, mm-hmm. which is a, a record that came out in 1988. Then like, <laughs> I've been aware of it for a super long time, but for some, and Bad Religion is one of my favorite bands, but for some reason I just never got around to it <laughs> until very recently. So like, it's brand new to me, but it's also like, if you're, it'd be wild to me to think, say like, yeah, you're a huge fan of Bad Religion, just never got around to arguably their most popular album. <laughs> like, yeah, whoops. It's happened with uh, Judas Priest and Painkiller. I, I, I was aware of the song Painkiller. I was aware of that album. Had not listened to the whole thing at all for like 10 years since I'd, and since I'd heard of it. And uh, finally got finally bought the album a couple months ago. And uh, that album came out in 1990. And it's still the most metal album of all time. <laughs> by bar, bar none. <laughs> Sean, what about you? A thing that I thought was new that turned out to be old... Hmm. I don't know. I honestly, I can't think of anything. It's it probably music that like I was like listening to a band on Spotify, and I and like uh, like it'll it probably would have been something where I was like listening to a band on Spotify. I was like, oh, this might be a, this must be like a new song because I've never heard of it, and it's one from like a release like thirteen years ago. I'm like, oh, I just. Mm-hmm. I never thought to look through their discography beyond when I started listening to them. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I must have assumed that was when they started. <laughs> I get this with books sometimes, too. Like, recently, I uh, I was I was shopping for a book for my goddaughter, and uh, I, I knew she was into a particular type of books. I can't remember the name. Was, the name of the book that I found for her was one called, like, a, I think, One of Us is Lying. And she recently got into like murder mysteries. And so I was like, oh, we're going to find a murder mystery book for her. And I saw, I'm like, oh man, this is, I just searched like good murder mystery books for, for young adults. And it was like the number one, like, oh, this is a great, great pick for her. And I look on Amazon and it's like, oh my God, this just came out in February. This is awesome. I'm going to, there's no way she's heard of it. It's like two months old. Uh, and so I ordered it. And then just to confirm, I texted uh, her mother and I was like, hey, uh, Hey, she has Natalie heard of this book. She's like, yeah, it's been out for years. This is a new pressing that came out in uh, February of 2023. This book's about been out for like five years, and it's like immensely popular amongst amongst teenagers. So uh, she's like, yeah, she's read the first two books like five times. She got me to read it too. I was like, cool. This is the exact opposite of what I thought I was getting into. <laughs> Cancel my order. So books, books, I can imagine be very tricky about mm-hmm. in in that manner. Yeah. Well, I'm not in. I don't think there's not like. It's not as uh, in your face. Like books just come out all the time. Like I think the only, mm-hmm. uh, the only books that I know come out are by the dude who wrote John Dies at the End because I follow him on Twitter and he's always posting when new books come out and I love his books so I'm like dope so I continue to follow him. Him and uh, Chuck Tingle, the only two people who when I know when books come out. There's no way there's a real person named Chuck Tingle. There is, who made that name he, <laughs> I would, I implore anyone who doesn't know who Chuck Tingle is to go mm-hmm. look up his books because he writes short erotica. But <laughs> it's like it's it is. Um, oh, the name like Chuck Tingle. There's only like two directions you can really go. Uh, <laughs> one of them is called. Hold on, I forget what it's. Uh, no, okay, okay. So he wrote a book called. Pounded by the pound, turned gay by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. <laughs> a classic. Yeah. And they're all can like... You, I'm sorry, can you read that Read that title one more time, please? <laughs> pounded by the pound, turned gay 
by the socioeconomic implications of Britain leaving the European Union. See, the, the great part about that is like pounded by the pound. Like I'd already forgotten about that when you got to the part about the uh, the Brexit part. And then yeah. when you said it again, I was like, oh, pounded by the pound. Holy shit, that's funny. Yeah. So he writes like short, uh, relatively short erotica like that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's well written. He's coming G Spot Twenty. Yeah, he's coming out with he's coming out with like a legit horror book that I bought. That should be interesting mm. because he's like a legitimately good writer. It's just like what he's writing is absurd. <laughs> okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's fine. Anything else uh, that you guys thought was new is actually very very old. Uh, I mean, this could be. I guess maybe kind of considered it. It's not very old, but it, there's a podcast that. Uh, Honestly, back in 2021, I discovered it, but never listened to it. It's called Dark Dice. It's a um, it's a D&D uh, audio drama play um, that I didn't start listening to until like two weeks ago. And the, it turns out it was like really big in the news because Jeff Goldblum's in it. Mm-hmm. And ah. I didn't I didn't realize that it was this was that podcast. So, like, I had it on there for completely different reasons. And I'm like, you know, this is, I guess this kind of fits. Like, oh, it's older. I've always known mm-hmm. about it. Just never listened to it until now. So, mm-hmm. some of the stuff is new to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's, I, I figured it out. It's James Marsden. James Marsden is. Oh, the, the, the actor? actor? He is 49 years old. Yeah, he's very old. He is very he is old. surprisingly old. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. I thought he was new, but he's an old guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought he was. That, that does happen. Like, I thought he was like pushing forty, but he's on. He's pushing fifty. Good for Bobby Cannavale's like that for so, me because I didn't watch Will and Grace back so, in the day. But then, uh, but Bobby Cannavale was like, oh yeah, this is a young, strapping, you know, good-looking, fun, you know, fun actor, and he's like, oh, he's like fifty something. <laughs> you thought you thought the original Cyclops from the early two thousands X Men movie was new. Time. There time are two movies that Jason Mars has been in. There are there two. Are, and it's Anchorman 2 and the Sonic movie. <laughs> Those are the only two movies he's been in. And that's it's, it's, it's a fine career, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's just bringing home gigantic sacks of money. I didn't now, know he was in Anchorman 2. Yeah, he's uh, the, the villain in Anchorman 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never seen that. He's a Jack Lime. Was his name? Jack the big Lime. joke is that I like the, that. the big joke is that uh, I think they, they make they make strike some sort of deal where like Ron Burgundy has you know Jack Lime takes it, Ron Burgundy's time slot and then Burgundy gets real popular and he, he's like I'll give you your slot back but you have to call start calling yourself Jack Lame and he like refuses to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, All right. You can change your name from Jack Lame to Art Ariola. That's worse. You know that's worse. You know that's worse. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, <laughs> couple 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 good ones. I haven't, I haven't watched Anchorman two in. I think I only saw it the one time. Yeah. Um. Not was not thrilled with it, but it got some good lines in. Mm-hmm. I right. I never saw Anchorman two. Um, I don't think you need to. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to. It's, I think the yeah. first one is a okay. Yes. All right. Who's got a question? Oh, who's next? Uh, I'll go next. All right, Rich. Um. So. I I wrote this with, wrote this question weird, but it's uh, I'll 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 figure out a better way to explain it. But um, for those of us who did like uh, a, a New Year's resolutions, I know you guys wanted to like 
played a guitar more or whatever. How are you doing? I wrote it as, how are you doing with your newer old skills? Have you started any new skills that you've been trying to work on? Or are there any old skills that you've been trying to get back into? How are you doing with getting back into those? Because like, oh, very for, poorly. for me, <laughs> I, I started brewing cold brew coffee. So that's a new skill of mine. Hell and yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm loving it. I also, shameless plug, started video editing and posting on YouTube. But we're not going to push that too much. Uh, but yeah, I started doing cold Please. brew coffee. <laughs> And it's it's awesome. I was gonna say I don't want to blow your cover on this one, Matt, but I did physically <laughs> brush dust off of your guitar when I walked in here today. Yeah. So I don't think yeah, that's yeah. working out that great. That was a, that. Well, that one's not working out. I do play the acoustic for uh, for Jordan occasionally, uh, uh, which okay. is upstairs. But uh, but no, so that the uh, the electrics don't get a lot of of burn mm-hmm. uh, because I've I've made the poor choice planning wise of aesthetically. We like having the guitars down here where we are right now in the living room. But my my main amplifier is on the third floor of the house. Yeah. So it is it is a full throat commitment. Like I am in one room of the house. I have to go all the way downstairs, carry the guitar, and go to the third floor of the house uh, in yeah. order to do There's it. Too and many steps. Just like, I'll, I'll just grab the acoustic, man. I'll just play the acoustic guitar usually. Uh, but um, but as far as other skills, mostly my skill was to return to the gym, and I did return to the gym. Uh, so nice. I I no longer for the first time since pre pandemic I'm working out in a place that's not like the street or the garage. Mm-hmm. So I am I'm very excited about that. Uh, the the LA Fitness across town has gotten my patronage an acceptable number of times uh, per month, and uh, so I'm happy about that. As far as other skills, I don't know if I actually committed to any other skills besides getting back to the gym, <laughs> uh, which is not necessarily a skill and more so a commitment of like, okay, this has gone on long enough. <laughs> so yeah. here we are. Hmm. Alex, did you make any New Year's resolutions? Um, I don't really, I didn't make a, I sort of call it a New Year's resolution necessarily, um, but, uh, but I... <laughs> I did make a, a plan to finish recording uh, the first album for my band by the end of last year, and I did it mm-hmm. on the completed the tracking on New Year's Eve. Did a couple little little pickups and a couple little odds and ends after the fact. After I had to sit the chance to sit with it for a little bit, but yeah, was, write the songs, <laughs> write all the songs. <laughs> yeah. No, but um, ninety nine point nine nine percent of it was complete before the end of twenty twenty two, which was something I was happy about. So I'll, I, that's an old year's resolution, but that, that's as close as I've got. Hey, you did it though. Hey, that's you a, did it. An incredible. Yeah, you did it. Yeah. I uh, I actually I sent my friends a link to your album. And oh, I'm trying thank to, you, Riff. I, I, they, they listen to it, and the one dude, he, uh, he listens to it. He's like, man, he must have been. Uh, th- th- he, this, th- there. What did he say? Like something about like there's, there was a girl that he's got his mind on, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I want to write a, <laughs> I want to write a response album, or I want to write a response song to him, telling him I hope everything works out for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The song is Victoria, by the way. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily the name of the girl, but that is the name of the song. Yeah. He he also wants your pecan pie recipe. Uh, the pecan pie <laughs> recipe. Tell him to email me. I'll get it to him. Yeah. It's on the <laughs> credits on the back of the uh, back of the EP. All right, Sean. Okay. I don't remember if I made any New Year's resolutions, uh, but I will say that I have. We I moved my guitar from my bedroom to the living room, which is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, which has led to me playing it much more often. I'm having so much fun playing the guitar, which is wonderful. However, it is it is also precarious because shit is flying through that living room all the time. I've already <laughs> lost. So 
I think maybe like Sean lives inside of a cyclone. I do, <laughs> but I think this a year or two into when we moved in here. It was, oh, Piper was here, so maybe maybe more than that. Whatever. When we around when we first got Piper, Jacob was playing fetch with her in the living room, and my guitar was down there, and Piper knocked it off where it was and broke the headstock off and i was Mm. like oh no but Mm. i was but my uh um my brother-in-law was was doing woodworking at the time and so like just glued it back together and it works like fine now but i am still like running like it (laughs) it is very damaged and that guitar Mm. is I got it in high school, so it's like twenty something years old. Wild. Um, mm. Yeah, it's an old guitar, and I love it so much. But I mean, if it breaks, I get a new guitar. So, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> well, it goes a little yeah. bit. But I've been playing so much guitar. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it. I've I'm also mm. in terms of other hobbies. I I am throwing the frisbee real far recently. Nice, real, yeah. real far. Yeah, mm. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kicked ass in zone coverage a few weeks in flag yeah. football. Dude nailed it. Finally got down over there on the right side flat. Those 26-year-olds don't know what hit them because they're like, oh, this old big dude. There's no way. There's no way. And I, there's, there's a way. There's a way. Kaznell's got a way. <laughs> Our game's canceled tomorrow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's, it's raining. <laughs> the one thing going to be a mess. The one thing that sucks is I was hoping to have been able to run 5K by now this year, at this point mm-hmm. this year. But in like January, I stepped and busted my ankle, and it's still busted. So mm-hmm. I can't. I, that's one skill that I've been like, man, I really want to get back into. I just, mm-hmm. I can't. I, I you can't sprained run still? the risk. Or is it sprained? You're broken? I, I don't know. Um, uh, My doctor said it might have just been like, uh, it's like a muscle thing, but he yeah he's he's just a primary. He's not like a muscle mm. or, or an ankle mm. expert or anything. And he's like, if it still hurts by the next time you see me, which will be on uh on Friday next week, then he'll refer me to like an ankle specialist of Cooper. Mm-hmm. And so it's not all the time that it hurts, but I've tried running a few times, and I can straight up feel every impact in my ankle. It's not so. I think it's. I think it's arthritis. Actually, I think I'm. Oof. Yeah, I think I'm mm. like screwed from running at this point. Mm. Mm. Yeah, get on that elliptical, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you're easy on the joints. <laughs> just, you're, you're, take it easy on the knees. It's great. Yeah. All right. Any other resolutions, skills that you've developed, new things? I learned how to chase around a one-year-old. That's why I learned that. <laughs> That's what the gym is for. Get my back in shape for chasing around a one-year-old mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It makes sense. That works. She keeps Go. learning how to do new stuff. So it's like, oh, well, the family has – that's what you do is like when, the moment you you in, you add any any individual to the household, it's like, all right, well, their skills just become our skills. They sort of just roll up. It's like having a holding company. Mm-hmm. So like it's like, oh, we learned how to high-five today. It's like, <laughs> I've known how to high-five since presumably I was about her age. So uh, yeah, so it's, but that's how it works. That's how it works. We, we, she's learned how to high-five. We learned how to high-five today. It's great. All right. Let me see if I whip out a question here real quick. Got this notepad of questions here. Been bouncing around in my head. 
uh, trying to get my, my bros to answer some questions. Um, so as per usual, I have some that are like incredibly fleshed out and I have one line item here that's just discord Pentagon Ukraine story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which did you guys hear about this? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Alex, do you know this story? So, um, so apparently uh, a couple weeks ago, there's a bunch of classified documents about, uh, the United States military support of, uh, Ukraine in the war against Russia, uh, got leaked. And they're trying to figure out where the hell this was. And apparently, it's just been sitting on a Discord server, much like the one that we were that we're currently chatting on. It's just been there for like months. It, and this, uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was a Minecraft Discord server of all. Yeah. Discord apparently, servers. the guy who leaked is like 21 years old. So first of all, so this 21 year old guy who I believe was like ex marine. Um, so we got 21 year old guy playing Minecraft, uh, and ex marine who's just like sharing these documents on Discord, basically, I guess, to impress the other people he's playing mm-hmm. Minecraft mm-hmm. with. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so now he's in jail. Yeah. Straight <laughs> up. I think oh, I've, I think I've heard quite a few times. It was just mm-hmm. straight up. He was doing it for the clout in the discord server. He wasn't trying to like whistleblow mm-hmm. anything. He was just like, Oh yeah, I got these secret mm-hmm. documents. And I was just sharing yeah. that shit on Discord. <sighs> yeah. Just bring around. So rich as, as uh, the host of, uh, you know, podcast and the, you know, the tabletop action show and the uh, host of your own uh, Twitch stream, uh, defend your boy. Defend your boy. Uh, Defend this this man uh, and his actions. Look, here's the thing. When you're a content creator, you do it for the likes. And so you got to be willing to do whatever you can for the likes. I've dressed up in a suit. I wore jorts. My cousin wore a a banana costume and a uh, a Kool-Aid man costume. You do whatever you can for the likes. Mm-hmm. Even if it yeah. means selling you off wear, or giving you, away state secrets, yeah, for nothing. You wear a tie. You tell people where Regiment Unit B is. You sometimes wear funny shoes. Exactly. You tell them what kind exactly. of missiles they have. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you, you, you do, you do a whole, you do a whole ten minutes in pig Latin. Yeah, whatever you can do to get those likes, those follows, and those subscribes, mm-hmm. you do it. You mm-hmm. are selling your body and your mind to the internet Mm -hmm. as a content creator. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, look, I, he, he was in the right. He just, he needed to grow. Growth means selling, giving away state secrets. Like Mm -hmm. I I could, I could give away so many right now. I'm just not gonna, because that's not my brand. Your brand. Because you have, you haven't established yourself as somebody who's known in the, in the content creation space for, you know, committing treason. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's Got not it. my brand. My brand. I have, I have a different kind of brand. Yeah. What's it? Is, it, is your brand brand uh, caping for the FBI? It's like, good job, uh, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take your silence as a yes. Uh, I don't. We don't have to do that as my question either, because uh, that it's, is it's mostly. I, that I don't is, have any other thoughts on it. That, really? Yeah. The the thoughts on that is that is genuinely the lamest fucking thing. It's so. Mm-hmm. Like what a fucking dork! Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Thing. Like you're willing to thing. commit lo- treason <laughs> for on a Minecraft server. What are you doing, guy? Come Cause on. Because at least look, my boy Edward Snowden. At least back in the day, it's like okay, well you you you're revealing to people that the NSA spying on you. Presumably, we should have known that the government's you know looking at our phone records. But okay, it is good to know. And there's a, there's a at least the the undercurrent of an altruistic motive to what he was doing. This is just like yo. 
isn't this sick that I know how to <laughs> that I know where yeah. these documents yeah. are? And and it's it's like no no offense to anybody who plays Minecraft, but a majority of the people who play that Minecraft Rich doesn't speak for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> the, a majority of the people who play Minecraft are under fifteen years old. That's right. So the people that you are trying to get clout with as a twenty one year old ex Marine sharing your state secrets on a Minecraft Discord server. This are, is this is the, the children. digital age variant of like going to like your your younger brother, younger sister's friends and be like, I know where you can get cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> I I could totally do it. I have I've I have the test to your uh, to your quiz next week. I can sell them to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that that's all. Uh, by the way, Dario the cat has entered the room. Uh, this is the one benefit of doing it not in the office. The show not in the office where we are is that my cat is now roaming around. So Rich usually has Chase <laughs> running around barking in the background as uh, you know the unofficial fifth member of Brose. And now we have a cat. Chase is being a good boy today. He's usually a good boy. Any other thoughts on the Discord? Uh, uh, <laughs> leaking of Ukraine don't, secrets. I, like, unbelievable! Don't, don't do it. Just don't do mm-hmm. it. <laughs> it's, I mean, if you're gonna be a whistleblower, because this guy's that's the thing is like this guy isn't even a whistleblower because the whistleblower is presumably doing this because they think that the action of the the company or the government wing that they're they're that they're disposing the, that they're disclosing the secrets of is doing something nefarious and wrong. Not to say. That the U.S. military is not <laughs> capable of doing stuff nefarious and wrong, but that does not appear to be this guy's motive. No, it's fully yeah. just like, look how cool I am. I need mm. you, fifteen-year-olds, to yeah. know how cool I am. Alex, your thoughts on the Ukraine? <laughs> oh no, the, the, oh. the dude in general. Yeah, we already we already did the war in Ukraine, and I got it all wrong. Um, so, what? Uh, any thoughts of the Discord thing specifically? Or the guy leaking documents online in for teenagers' enjoyment. I don't know. I mean, it seems like nothing ever actually happens when this goes on. Mm-hmm. Like they leak documents, but like, mm-hmm. what what changed? <laughs> well, that's the thing is that this this specifically, like, like I don't know if they're like super pertinent to. I mean, they're, they're certainly they're they're top secret. But there's like, the other thing that comes out of this is that. The U.S. government like overclassifies stuff, so every time something like this happens, you get like, a, "Oh, it's actually not that big of a deal that these documents were uh, leaked because they're they're top secret, but they're not like top secret, top secret." And it's like, "Well, they don't call them top secret." <laughs> Is that like how you get emails that always have the urgent thing? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. By, by the way, the urgent indicator is cruise control for me getting to your email next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I no, no sure thing. I think I think with stuff like this because I that happened in my at my old job we would have to like classify things based on like whether they were public knowledge confidential highly confidential or gotta do that now yeah but like i think just from like a work like a person just average joe working Mm -hmm. there it's much Mm -hmm. easier to just be like this is the highest classification and i'm not going to get effed if it was actually top secret and i under classified it who's gonna fire you for saying confidential (laughs) yeah yeah oh i'm sorry i was i i was a little bit too careful (laughs) yeah i'll be less careful next time (laughs) there'll be stuff at my job that'll occasionally get printed out it'll be like the sign up sheet for like a free lunch at work that Mm -hmm. will have the confidential (laughs) watermark on it still (laughs) think before you open this email (laughs) Who's bringing the pecan pie? <laughs> um, 
I got pinged once because I forwarded my, I tried to forward my W2 off of my work network to my home network. And they were like, you're trying to share social security number. I'm like, yeah, but it's mine. Like, <laughs> please right. let me do my taxes. <laughs> please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Let me do this thing. I hate. I, I, I please, please. Um, all right. Sean, what about you? Oh, questions wise. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, we're not going that long. So, Nada. But my question is, does anything matter insofar oh, as do you think do you think truth is irrelevant? Because mm. and I, I specifically thought of this and it came back up recently because Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox News. Yeah, your boy. Because I was I was reading. Yeah, my boy. I was reading a thing. I was reading something that was uh, it was about the Dominion voting versus Fox News case. And I think it was a poll about like, it was basically like more to paraphrase was knowing what you know now, meaning based on the texts that were released, proving that Fox knew that they were lying. Mm. Do you think, are you, are you less trustworthy of them? And, and like, it was like 50, it was like 60% of Republicans were like, no, they're still, like, you know, no, I still think that the election was stolen. And it's, well, I and for it's, one, I'm shocked. Yeah. I and mean, it's just like, it's just when I see stuff like that, I'm like, what does that, does anything matter anymore? Because it's just like, you can say anything. And if it fits into someone's worldview, they're just going to believe it. Like, it doesn't matter if something is true or not anymore. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. whether or not something's true. It seems to be irrelevant. It's how people feel about information. Which is very mm. frustrating <laughs> because there are some things I feel it's, like that's okay for, but not like it, was the election stolen when it's empirically provable that it was not. Right. You know, when like, I sit here each week and I say Alien Amphorm is the greatest rock band that's ever existed. <laughs> yeah, you can feel that I can, way. I'm okay to fine. keep confirming my priors on that. Yeah, that's 100% I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. As I listen to Around the Block for the 2000th time this week. That song is so good. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but like I don't know. I'm I just I think I'm getting I just keep getting frustrated with how it's just like objective reality doesn't exist, and it's just so it's so it's it's endlessly frustrating. Especially if I'm having a bad day, I'll just be like, mm-hmm. oh, and I bet you know my cousin thinks this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just you start, pay, I just, you start like spreading around other people who yeah. haven't specifically expressed that opinion, but you're like you you probably think this. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, it's sort of like the <clears throat> the growth of the like I can't remember what it's called, but it's like the phenomenon where like you start recommending to your friends like, yo, I got, <clears throat> pardon me, I got this great deal at you know Joe's car dealership, and like he sells me the best mm. cars, and like yeah, they're, they're high quality and they're good prices, everything like that. And then one time you buy like a complete lemon from Joe's car dealership, but like you've already like put your name on the line for Joe's car dealership. So you're still, you're not likely to tell your friends like, Hey, actually I was wrong about Joe's car dealership. This car sucks. Like the mm-hmm. engine just fell out through the bottom of the car, uh, you know, after, you know, 20, you know, 20 days of me driving it. Um, but you're not likely to admit that you're, you're, it's like this phenomenon where you're more likely to keep just stick to your guns and keep mm-hmm. recommending it. But it's now that for everything. Like it's, it's, it's just yeah. not reneging on. I think it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't think truth doesn't matter. Like I, I think there's, there's, I think the, there's certainly 
larger swaths of people who are just willing to say, Hey, like, uh, this is, this is easier for me to believe, or like, I don't have to think about a complicated issue this way if I just Mm -hmm. believe this. And so I'm just going to keep believing that no matter how much evidence is presented against me. But I do think that there are the, the, the loudest and most obnoxious people on either side of any debate are going to take away volume and air from the, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever 80% of people who are like, more quiet, but more reasonable. Like, oh, but like I, I, I know people who are, you know, hardcore Donald Trump supporters who realize a couple of years in, like, ah, oh, this guy's, this guy's kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not very good. At, he's not very good at being president. He's not very good at, you know, being a statesman. Uh, I'm not going to support him anymore. And then there are other people who are just like, no, nah, he's. I, I know people who are, who think both ways about him. Like mm-hmm. they, they've stuck to their guns, or they've, they've realized, oh, this is a mistake, and you know, it's not for me anymore. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's a sort of a word salad of saying like. I think it matters, even if it doesn't seem like it does, because the people mm-hmm. who don't think who, the people who it doesn't matter to are much louder than the people who it does matter to. For sure, yeah, yeah. I think it, it, it's for truth. Absolutely, does matter. The truth needs to be out there. The truth needs to be told. But mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's just unfortunate that Republicans don't want to hear it and pay attention to it. That's really like mm-hmm. I. I would say Republicans primarily, there are definitely people on the left who don't Mm -hmm. want to hear the truth about certain issues either. Yeah, Mm -hmm. true. Absolutely true. I I more so so see Republicans bending the truth a lot more or trying to falsify things a lot more. There is – what state is – I can't remember what state it is, but I was hearing there was an article that there's – because there's – plenty of them there's anti-trans laws going into into act in in, in a state Tennessee. and one of in in uh, well there's a there's there's a missouri it's missouri yeah where it's there's, tennessee too i think yeah. tennessee, tennessee too, missouri there's like a, a there's handful a of states yeah. but it's missouri that this uh article uh, or this story is coming from where a representative a trans representative um oh is on the floor and she's sitting there trying to explain like you're, you're hurting my people and whatnot and, and you're hurting my community. Um, and the people, the, the trans community that came to watch this hearing were up in the rafters and they started to protest. The Republicans tried to turn that into an insurrection. They tried to say that it was an insurrection. They're now just trying to use words and bend the truth to get more people onto their side. Mm. Yeah, I well, and, and yeah, I yeah, think John. I think the issue, like the problem with being reasonable, like like Matt saying, like you know, it is to be fair, there are people on the left doing that too. I think the mm-hmm. the issue with that is it's because it is that is a, that is true for sure, but I think the stakes are much higher on the shit that the that Republican people are lying about. Like, Republican people are lying their way into a genocide of trans people. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, so like, it's just like the stakes are higher for Republicans. And I, and I think like, it's so hard because like, that is saying like, you know, both sides do this is really true, but it's so hard because it's like, because Republicans are like both sides. And you're like, you're technically right, but you're trying to kill people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's so hard. Like, I just, I don't know. I think it's just, it's, it's, it's hard to be reasonable. I think is and not cynical. I will say, I will say when, 
that is, I, I, I'll put it this way, and I didn't try and make any sort of false equivalents or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The example that I was thinking of a minute ago was like the like minimum wage laws, for example, and like the people who mm-hmm. like who say you know justifiably when it comes to minimum wage laws that hey, if you increase the minimum wage, you're going to make things a lot harder for a lot of small businesses who have to pay this higher wage now, mm-hmm. and it's a lot harder for them to pay the minimum wage than it is for Amazon to pay a higher minimum wage or something like that. And you will get a lot of people on the on the left who are just like well. Like, who are just like, well, maybe you're not good at being a business person then and you're mm-hmm. just scaremongering because, you know, you don't want to pay the minimum wage and you're actually just, you know, you hate poor people or something like yeah. that. When the truth is that if you do raise minimum wage, there will be a lot of companies that go out of business. There'll be a lot of people whose livelihoods are impacted. Oh, yeah. So it's a matter of like what mm-hmm. trans, you know, the life of, of the LGBT community and the life of, of people who are just trying to live their, live mm-hmm. their lives is 100% important. Uh, and it is, you know, and when you, anytime you say like, oh, well, you're thinking about money over other people's rights, well, people's livelihood and the economy is also important as well. So it's a matter of what you are prioritizing. Mm-hmm. I will 100% cop the fact that I don't think that, um, again, the question was not explicitly political, but it is somewhat political. But like when it comes to the massaging of the truth, I do think that there's a little bit more of that um, on the right. But they, they, the left hasn't made it like a central plank of their political platform to, <laughs> to sort of massage the truth a little bit, but it definitely happens. And it's just a matter of like, oh, well, the left doesn't do it as much. It's also because the left doesn't necessarily prioritize the same things that the right does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to the right, when you say a whole bunch of businesses, you know, small companies and entrepreneurs are going to lose their companies or jobs because of higher minimum wage, the left is just like, oh, well, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just it simply it doesn't register for them as much yeah. Alex do you have any thoughts on whether or not the truth matters <laughs> um I, I don't I wouldn't add too much more I, I would just say it, in 2023 we've reached a point where the ability to broadcast is the barrier to entry has been removed completely and so yes yeah, so welcome to the award-winning bros yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly so, so my point is that the 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 value of things like peer review or giving credence to something as far as being a reliable source becomes uh, a little bit more complex at this point because it is so easy to publish something without having to go mm-hmm. through any sort of mm-hmm. gatekeeper in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a great deal more information and as a result, a, a lot more misinformation. Mm-hmm. So if people want to exploit confirmation bias and believe, continue to believe what they want to believe, there are avenues available more so than ever before to make mm-hmm. that possible. Um, so the truth does still exist, but I think that access to information doesn't equate to knowledge necessarily because oh, the yeah. information is not always very good. Mm-hmm. So I think it just requires people to be more discerning than they're often willing to be yeah. um, because it's a lot easier to just believe what you want to believe and, and not to challenge those beliefs by trying to you know seek counter opinions. So yeah. that, that's kind of how and, I see it. Yeah. And people I think- are busy. Like people are busy and like they, 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 if they have a complicated issue, it's like, well, look, I could ruminate over, like, again, I'll not saying this person is correct, but an imaginary person who's like presented with new information about the trans community that they haven't heard before. And it's like, look, I could sit here and ruminate on this, this issue that I've never considered once in my life, um, you know, whatever, 50 years old or whatever it is, but, or I could ruminate on this issue and consider the ins and outs. And, you know, yes, these are people. And like, I could, you know, handle this thorny issue, but look, man, I work 50 hours a week and I got a mortgage to pay and I got all this other stuff. Here's a here's somebody who's given me a simple explanation that I can digest that mm-hmm. makes sense to me because it's sort of the way I've been living it for 45 50 years. Cool. Issues put to bed, now I can go back to paying my bills or working mm-hmm. overtime or taking care of my kids. So, I, I that that's certainly part of it yeah. and the the lower barrier to entry definitely because there are, you know. Yeah. 
it's you can just you can sit you can google an issue for five minutes and be like i know as much about this as like a reporter who's been covering this for 20 years because mm-hmm. i googled it and i've accessed all the information mm-hmm. that they do even though i don't necessarily know how to synergize it yeah the yeah. the, the infor, information overload is definitely a big factor in that because i've even i've gotten into even this past week or so i i got into a pseudo argument with someone because I shared something I liked and their response to it was, I don't understand why people like this and then started to throw shade at that thing rather than watch the, (laughs) what was the thing? So there was, uh, it was the SpaceX, uh, rocket test launch last week. Um, okay. There were, it was supposed to happen. I believe it was supposed to happen on Monday last week, or maybe it was Monday this week. I can't remember. Um, but it got scrubbed. Well, it, it blew up. Oh, this the second. is the other one. It got scrubbed the first time. So it was Monday last week. It got scrubbed, and then it went off on Wednesday last week, and it blew up. Um, mm-hmm. It got scrubbed, and so somebody got uh, – I sh- shared it on my Discord, and they were like, I don't understand why people like these. And instead of, like, asking about why they like it, they just immediately like, I don't understand. This is dumb. We've been shooting rockets off for 60 years. One goes off every week. Why do you care to watch this? And I explained to him, well, it's more than just the rocket. Well, I visit like, the Grand Canyon. It's just been there. It's been there for centuries. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. but I also explained to him, like, it's more than just the rocket launch. It's like they give you information about the science behind it and this and that and whatnot and everything else. Like, it's a whole, uh, it's a whole production. Mm-hmm. And instead of them like actually giving it a shot or listening to it because they don't have thirty minutes in their day to watch something, they continue to counter argue why something like this should be watched. And so it's it's totally information overload. I was just trying to be like, look, this is a thing I like. And instead of him taking the time to actually figure out like why people like it, he's just like, no, I'm going to write it off. And that's that's pretty in in a sense like what you guys were saying too. It's just like I I'm the truth does matter, but I don't have the time to find out the truth. I believe so this what is, I believe. The truth is that I mean. rockets are cool, and this guy was like, nah, you know what? No. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Mm. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Any other thoughts on the uh the death of truth or the death of expertise? No. No. Rick, it's a no. It, it's a bummer. I think Alex makes made a very good point. And I but I, I think that just I think well one way in which to combat this overload of information is really focus on media literacy in school in a way that we haven't ever before because it's so important Mm -hmm. like you really need to be able to for yourself filter information you need to know Mm -hmm. what's you know what's real and what's know what you're who you're watching or who you're listening to like there are a lot of people who look at tucker carlson or or uh rachel maddow and they see like edward r murrow Mm -hmm. it's like nah man is this is different they do a different job this is not a you know hard news anchor person or something like that they're 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 pundit and look pundits are not inherently a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's like know what you're reading, know sourcing and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, mm-hmm. Alex, do you have a question that you want to present to the listeners? I Anything was, you've been ruminating on? I was not informed that the format of the show had changed. That's right. I told Alex 45 minutes beforehand. And there's a problem because if I had told Alex this morning when he was on the car ride, he had a 10 hour car ride to get out here. I could have ruminated on a billion questions, all kinds of time to think about it. Instead, what I decided to do is we were eating, we were eating upstairs. Like 30 minutes before we were supposed to go on. I'm like, oh, yeah, we like bring our own questions now. 
<laughs> Beef bowl? <laughs> so maybe by the next episode I'll have thought of one, but I don't have one at the moment. Well, does anyone have a closing thought or a take? No. Not at the moment. Mm-mm. Okay. No. All right. Can I guess what Tim's up to? I mean, we uh, kind of know what he's up to, but yeah. you want to make something up that's possibly funnier? <sighs> Man. Maybe he's on the ferry in Staten Island? <laughs> on Colin Joe's ferry? Yeah, Colin Joe's in a Pete, <laughs> Pete Davidson's ferry. ferry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. I mean, we could, we could ruminate on that, or uh, we could just say, okay, you know what? He's on the ferry. He's on the ferry. Tim's having a great time on the ferry, uh, just riding around the island, just back and forth. He's commandeered the ferry, and he's taking it wherever he wants. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, let's call it an episode then, guys, because that's that's what we do here. At the end of the episode, we say we, we're calling it an episode, and then that's the end of the episode, and we stop talking immediately. Mm-hmm. Oh damn it, Sean! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got to do that again. Uh, do that again. Reroll. All right, start from the beginning. Welcome to the award-winning. <laughs> all right. There was the a Pro fire. Podcast is, is available on all major podcasts. Yeah, we yeah we have to start from the filter and like whatever we were talking about for <laughs> ten minutes before the show. We got to do that now. The Brose Podcast, as always, is available on all major podcasting platforms. You can also follow our show. Uh, on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast, on Facebook at Brose podcast, or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast to get uh, updates on the show when we're dropping new episodes, if we have questions for you, the audience, or just want to see what kind of hilarious thing that Rich is doing under our handle. Um, if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at Shannon Vogel Photography and Art on Facebook or on Etsy.com. And our theme music is When by Steven Seberg. You can listen to Steven's work at the Free Music Archive. It is time for plugs. Rich, start with you. What's your Twitter handle and what are you up to these days? At B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, where I do video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Uh, in the upcoming weeks, on May 12th, I'm doing a community event where you can play Fall Guys with us. And on the 3rd of June, yes, June 3rd, I'm doing a Mario Kart tournament and a Super Smash Bros. tournament on stream for my two-year celebration. So you should come check that out. Also, check out what happens if you lose? Do you lose your channel? Um, So if I lose, nothing. Um, But if you win, (laughs) you win. You win Amazon gift cards. If you get first, first and second place, first place is a twenty dollars Amazon gift card. Second place is a ten dollars Amazon gift card, and third place is a free sub to my channel. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. All right, Sean, what about you? What are you doing on Twitter, and uh, what are you up to with the Frisbees? Uh, in terms of Twitter, I'm tweeting at Hey, it's SOB. And in terms of Frisbees, I'm throwing them at OB. Disc golf everywhere, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Alex, you want to talk about uh, what you're up to with the board of directors? This is the first time in my life I've had something to actually promote. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm in a band now. It's called Alex Casnell and the Board of Directors. And uh, It's nice they let you in. It's not, I know. It was very kind of them. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, we just put out a single. It's called Landlocked. It's on all all the places where you get music online. You know, the Apple Music and Spotify, Bumble. You know, whatever. Bumble. Uh, <laughs> yes, I'm on Bumble. No, yeah. uh, no. Uh, but yeah, and so the, the songs are out now, and people are listening to them. And uh, we got an album coming out May 20th. It's called Everything's Important and Nothing Matters. Oh, that's new too. May 20th. Okay. Yeah, yeah, May 20th. The album will be out. And you know, uh, 420 is the funny date. 520 is just a, <laughs> is just a date. 520 is a date that we could book an album release show at a bar in my neighborhood nice okay um so that's all coming uh you can if you google my name you will find it and you can buy cds and download it and do the whole thing are you guys on uh social media anyway we're on the social media everything's at alex casnell highly google searchable name extremely it is like four of us Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkaznel. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. You're not going to believe this, but that's also the spelling of Alex's last name as well, if you want to find Alex Casnell mm-hmm. and the board of directors. My plug for this week is actually something that you guys are going to hear in the pre-roll of the show, which is that our friends at the Anchor Persons podcast are back. Uh, so now we're going to follow the thread here, because they're originally the person-in-person podcast. They they correctly identified that that was a very difficult show to find. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, they changed their name to Anchor Persons. They took a bit of a hiatus try and retool the show and they have a new program called escape from poop city now i don't have the i don't have a necessarily a role of of commentary yet because they they have a promo up on their page so if you went and found the anchor person's feed on apple podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts you'll hear the promo for the escape from poop city uh upcoming show um, but the best review I can give it is the one that our editor, Tess Riley, uh, provided when I let her know, hey, there's a new pre-roll for this new show called Escape from Poop City. Can you run it starting with this episode? And she said, of course, parentheses, I did briefly think this message was a prank based on the title of the podcast. Uh, so <laughs> thanks to Tess for just doing whatever we say, no matter what. Uh, and... <laughs> And so Escape from Poop City, available uh, presumably on all major podcasting platforms. I'm stoked. Very stoked. It's going to be good. It's It's going to be be good. (laughs) There are occasional times where, like, Tess will, like, just come up huge. But, like, I'll just say something like, hey, Tess, can you do this? And, like, every other time Tess will do it which is fine because like Tess is a good ear for comedy. And then one time she'll do it and just knock it out of the park. Like one time I asked for the who wants to be a millionaire music and she like timed it perfectly. And it was like way funnier than anything we had done during the show. <laughs> like, it was like one time where Sean was like, like what either me or Sean was like, or Sean or I was like umming and awing. So she like restarted the stinger, like <laughs> draw attention to the point that we had, <laughs> we had taken forever to do that. So, anyway. Tess, secretly the funniest member of the show. (laughs) Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. 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 Oh, also, Tim Hansen's on Twitter at Tim R. Hansen. (laughs) He's not here, though. But for Tim Hansen in absentia, for Alex Kesnell, for Sean O'Brien, Rich Sweeten, and the entire Action Moves team. Moo. My name is Matt Kesnell. Reminding you all not do that while drinking a freaking glass of wine. (laughs) And to be smart about being stupid.